All right, so Kuf Samach Beis, I think. I think we're still back here. Talking about the Malichia. One page back. One page back in there. Back up on, yeah. Okay, so I, I think we started this, but I don't think we, 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 did, we did everything in here. Um, okay, so the salt shaker. Melichi Yashishba Gargare Ores. Asher Matarosam Lisfog Esalecha Shebemelach. So in, in order to prevent the clumping of the salt, people will put a grain of, uh, of rice in there because that will absorb the liquid in the air and in the environment. There are those that allow the use of said salt shaker on Shabbos. So even though you have the holes in the cover of the salt shaker that are obviously not going to let the grain of rice out, nonetheless, they allow this to be used. So they want to say that this is still not considered And there are those that say that it's Osir. And you should just know, The conversation is only using a salt shaker for immediate use in, you know, in, in, in meal action. Sheim lokain, because otherwise nimtza sheborer ochel mitoch psoles, because otherwise you're definitely taking the salt away from the rice. Shalola alter, if if it would be for not immediate need, v'hariza aser, that would be aser. No, we're saying it's mutter because this is not really a mixture. One piece of rice and ten thousand grains of salt is that really a mixture? It's just one thing. In, it's it's still a mixture. It's still a mixture. And, and it's not, the, 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 the grain of rice is not very obviously, it doesn't stand out. There's, you can't see it. Exactly. You can see through salt or <laughs> Right, no, if you have, you see, right, if you have yeah. a glass, I'll check you again. Right. Okay. And also, I'm sorry, is this looked upon as taking the good from the bad or, or taking the bad away from the good? So we, we look at it as that since what you want is the salt and that's coming out of the holes, then it's good from bad. So... It would always need to be right away. The question is, you're using a clee that would seem to be designed to hold back the rice and let the salt flow. Uh, although it's the same clee used even when there's no rice. Very good. Okay. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah. But I was going to ask, um, oh, is it considered immediate use if you're salting something to serve later? Yeah. But you... You want the salt now, even though you're going to eat the salt later. Yeah, but so it, it just means, you know, he means that the don't do it Shabbos morning and then go to shul and then, you know, that it, it just means the usual. But then that's normally when you would use the salt when you're... Right, no, let's say, let's say somebody was preparing a salad before shul, mm-hmm. and then they went to shul, and then, you know, so they just wanted it to be ready on the counter in advance. So there's an active borer here, therefore that... So salad preparation be should be right. post, post shul, but but before the meal, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't have to be right away. Okay, so here we go. So there are those that allow this and those that do not. Let's see the logic of it. Sadi dalit at the bottom. <coughs> King Kasev for Ayel Meshulosh. 
Parzayin Simen Memhei B'Shem Revel Yashiv Vaod Gedolim. That's the heter. So the heter is Revel Yashiv and more. So he's going to, and we'll see some <coughs> unique thoughts of Rav Shlomo Zalman soon also. Reasons for the heter. Number one. So he again, the chazanish, can't forget him. Um, he's got this, this, uh, this teapot with the built-in uh, strainer, and he's totally good with that. For sure, this salt shaker is good. Look at the reasoning of the, the chazanish, which we discussed. And over there he discussed how, basically... Your intent when you're pouring out your tea has nothing to... You're not thinking that, oh, my little thing is going to catch all of the, you know, little tea flakes that, that are tea leaves that are in there. That's not at all your, your, your... This thing is really designed to be a tea pourer, and that's how you look at it, and that's how you think about it, and that's what you're... That's, that's how we define your action. Now, that's in something where... Um, even that statement is a little bit arguable. You know that you put tea leaves in there, and you know that the only reason you use the leaves and not the bag is because it's got that thing going on. So, okay. And that's why we were like a little nervous about the Chazanish's uh, approach. But over here it's better. Why are there holes on a salt shaker? Well, the salt doesn't it's go out salt at once. Out at once. <clears throat> Two reasons. So that it doesn't go out at once, and so that it's spread. Okay. It's like a, it's like a sidewalk salter, right? Like, you know, it's, the idea is that... Is it the pepper? Why? Because the idea of putting pepper in something is not that you want it like, you know, when you put salt on a salad, you don't want a clump of salt somewhere and then to mix it up. Mm. It's that you want it to, to just a couple of grains in each spot. Mm-hmm. So it is a spreading thing, and it is a I don't want the whole thing to pour out thing. But it's all about controlling the flow of the salt. If you have that tea thing, why is there a strainer inside there? It is to hold something back. Exclusively, you uh, if if you do if you do not put if you just put hot water in there, there's no need to have that thing. If you just have coffee in there, there's no need to have that thing. So the, in the Chazanish's case, so he is allowing you to use a clee that really has something inside of it that is designed, and its whole tachlis is to do some act of separation and some act of borer. So for sure, over here by a salt shaker where the reason that they put the things on, the, the holes on top of it have nothing to do with the fact that some smart guys decided to put a piece of rice in there that's not in the instruction uh, manual of using a salt shaker, put rice in there. So, uh, so, so, so this is not, and again, we're, we're not saying that it's not borer. We're saying, is this or is this not a clee that is designed for borer? The answer is, no, it's not. It happens to do Boer very well. 
but not not by design. That's not why. It's not the why behind why 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 we own these things. So is that going back? Is that the definition of kli when we were said not using a kli? Is it? Do we mean not using a kli that was designed for borer? So so that's what these postmen are getting into. That that the design of it really is an important thing, and we'll see we'll see a, a, a super chiddush soon based on that. Okay. Thank you. Okay, so coming from the the holes in the cover have nothing to do with borer at all. and they just happen to help with the borer. Therefore, we don't look at this. We don't consider this case a a borer bekli. That is point number one. Point number two. So he's talking about our specific case over here, salt shaker with the rice. So he takes it a step further. And we saw this idea a little bit before, but this is really where, where he says it. He says that there's even a difference between a kli that is designed to do borer versus a kli that is designed to do borer for immediate use. The kli that's also, he wants to suggest, I don't think he takes this one to the bank all the way, but he wants to suggest that when Chazal said that you're not allowed to use a kli hamayuchu the borer, it means a kli that is designed to do the type of borer that would be usher, which is borer for later. Not for immediate. But not for immediate use. Like a sifter? Like a sifter, right. All, all those kinds of kalim, okay. sifters. I'm do, what am I doing? I'm, I'm, I'm taking raw rice and sending it through something. I'm taking raw. Like those are things They're that used you do. For baking. Like baking a cake. They're used for baking, but not even for like super immediate use of baking the cake, or certainly not immediate use of eating the cake, right? That's not, that's, that's way, way back in the steps of, of how you get a piece of cake into your mouth. So, and that's why the teapot would be, because it's for immediate. And the tea, right, and that's where he brought this up before, was that the teapot was never used, it's never used for, I'm going to pour some out now so that I can have it in three hours from now. It's always an immediate use type of thing. And the salt shaker as well, he wants to say, is not something when most people, when they are cooking in the kitchen, they will not take the salt shaker and put salt in a pot. They will take, you know, a thing of salt from, uh, from the cabinet and, you know, put it. Most people don't, don't put rice in the salt either. In Israel, it's very common. In Israel, it's very common. Yeah. I, I think it has to do with the, with the way right. they... The humidity. Maybe. Humidity. Maybe they don't have Morton's. Yeah. No, no, no. I, th- I, think, oh, it's, the I think it's the salt. I think I it's just they don't I think we process it. You put, look at, okay. You know, because I don't like it to stick, that's all. He puts rice in his salt. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just, I wonder if our salt is, is chemically, uh, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Anti-caking stuff, right, right. Um, so, so therefore, in the, defi- and, and this is, this is quite a chiddush, because you don't see in Chazal that they make this chilek. They say, is it a kli that's miyuchid for borer or not? That's, that's what they say. But Rosh Hashanah wants to, wants to uh, take it further and say, when Chazal meant a kli ha-miyuchud the it meant a kli ha-miyuchud for the borer that you're not supposed to be doing. And if we look at immediate use type of things 
as derech achila, so then a salt shaker is re- it's not a kli that's used for borer, it's a kli that's used for achila, because immediately before eating, this is how I take salt. It's part of the eating process, of, of the, the use of salt in the eating process. So... Uh, so therefore, he wants to say another. That's that. That would be reason number two that a salt shaker would not be considered a kli. So he says, So he says, okay. So this all explains why it's not considered bore bekli. But again, we always have to be like uh, like like Larry started the question of wait a second is this ochel from psolus or psolus from ochel that is the first question always vitzarach lomar kiven sheikar maaseu who hotsas melech mihamalichia since the point of his act action is to get the salt out of the shaker lechin donenzos kotsanos melech mataruvus therefore we will look at this as taking the salt out as opposed to holding the rice back very good. Okay, so that is, those are the matirim. Now, the osrim, that's tzari hei, ayin sefer hilcha shabbos melechus bora harakuv gimel, shemevi, so that is referring to Rav Shimon Eider's sefer on hilcha shabbos, shemevi b'shem Rav Moshe Feinstein, she'asav rezesu, Rav Moshe was the one who asserted it. V'chein hu b'shefer shemir shabbos kachasa, b'shem Rav Shlomo Zaman Arbach, so that is one place Name Rav Shlomo Zalman, even though Rav Shlomo Zalman is the one who, one who gave us right <laughs> reasons to, to have a heter, but he says that it's a kliha miyochad the bower. Now, even if there's no rice, <laughs> no, 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 that you have to be sifting something. There has to be a tarot. Right, you have to, you have to have things in there. There's no separation if it's all right. salt. Yeah, if it's all salt, there's no, there's no separation, but. Um, and, and I guess his logic would be that at the, ultimately what you're doing right now is you are, um, you are sifting with a clee that works very well at this, at this act of sifting. I don't know, and I, and I, and I don't have the, uh, I, I don't have the guts to, to, to guess at this, when what, this question of Let's say it would be totally abnormal to use said said keli for bore. It's just not uh, a normal thing. And then someone would go and make some bizarre situation where there is a little bit of bore going on. So, Rav Moshe, based uh, based on the way he's presenting it, Rav Moshe would seem to say that's aser. Anytime you use a keli, you know, it's a good example. I have no idea what these things are called, and maybe there's, there's, there is, um, when you, when, when one, confectionery sugar, mm-hmm. right? A dredger, it's called. The thing you called? put the, the uh, powdered sugar in, yeah, and then, holes in the top. Yeah, also. so what does it do? That, that's really designed to spread it, right? Yep. Okay. So, so that thing is totally designed for spreading, mm-hmm. but, I, so I think Rav Moshe would argue. So there's, a, there's, a, there is a clee. And basically what it is, is to me, it looks like a sifter, mm-hmm. right? But it, it is designed for spreading. So let's say I would just go and I would have something that I would want to be sifting. And I would say to myself, hey, this is going to help me out. This is going to save me some time. So instead of picking through the rice and rocks, I'll just stick it all in here. I, I, th- I think the rice will fit through. The rocks will, fall, will stay up. 
and I use that. So if I do that, so I, listen, look at the, uh, you know, if, when I went to the store, this wasn't under the shifting uh, calum, this was under the, uh, you know, the spreading calum. Like, who cares? Like, nobody cares what the store is. Like, you have now chosen this and, and, and are utilizing it in said sifting way. Therefore, Bokotov, it's a sifter, right? That, uh, that's, that, that's what it is today. So, and that's, that's what seemed to be the approach of, of Rav Moshe on, on this. Okay. I wonder if this is one of those things that depends, is Israel versus America, what people are no hague. Because, you know. It's more common there. It's, more, it's interesting. It's more common to use the rice, but all those poskim that were matir were, were the Israeli poskim. If you're going to say what, what do the majority of people use it for, then that changes. Right, right. That's very interesting. So it would almost, it's, it's almost counterintuitive. Yeah. Right. In Israel, most people are using it that way. They're saying it's fine. It's not, it's not designed for this. And in America, we're... <laughs> and also, the, the sack for the Fazolish must have been 70 years ago. Russia, maybe 60 years ago. And you have to wonder, is that how we do it now? Oh, I don't know if those things exist now. All the pots? Yeah, yeah. those teapots. I think they do. Yeah? Okay. Okay. I believe you. I just, I've seen them. Okay, okay, I've seen them. Okay. Okay. Kli hamiyurim hamiyurim la'achson zesim umalafafonim. Okay, I, I, I don't know what exactly he's referring to over here, but... Some sort of vessel that is designed to store um, olives and pickles. That has a built-in strainer of some sort. So when you want to get an olive out, So instead of everybody sticking their fingers into the... Jar. Into the jar and trying to like you know get the <laughs> olive at the bottom. There's a little piece that you could apparently pick right, it's up. It's like a basket. That you it's lift like a little basket. It's like you a lift it out. Strainer type thing. It's like a kind yeah, of yeah yeah. And right. It holds so it. All and you pick it up and then the liquid comes out. You're able to get your olive without getting too dirty. Okay. Um, it sounds it's it actually sounds pretty cool. Um, not that you have you seen these things. I don't think for olives and pickles, but I've seen them for something. I don't remember mm-hmm. what. Okay. Pickle stores in Brooklyn, they don't have them? Maybe. They have a I seem to think that they used to stick their arms in there. Until they all tomorrow. They put these arms in the barrel. What? Like in gusses, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bobbing for pickles. All right. Um, okay, so. Um, so you lift up this this uh, this basket, the strainer thing, and the rotave, and the 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 liquid uh, goes away on its you know is is, is uh, sifted away, is strained away from the zesim. Don't use it on Shabbos. However, Amnam, and he says on the bottom because that's a kli that's literally designed for borer. That is the point. The point is to separate the solid from the liquid. That's what the point is. Omnum, however, im hamalafafonim nikarim laatsmam baofen sheinam nidonim kimuuravim bamayim. If the pickles are uh, identifiable on their own in a way that they are not considered mixed with the with the liquid, 
Mutter lehishtamish beklizeh. You can use this kli kivan she'ein kan taruvis because there is no mixture here. I will say this, is that the more I look around at modern-day poskim and the way they um, define the mixture of solids and liquids, it would seem that in most cases, pickles in, in liquid are not going to be considered a taruvis. They're too big. They're too distinct. It's too obvious where they're at. Um, even like soup with vegetables, like I just see that like the way they write it is, they are they're they're pretty. Um, it seems to be a pretty strong feeling that a solid and a liquid. It's hard to make them a true mixture. If you have like at the end of the, you know, like the bottom of the soup, and you have a lot of broken up chicken and a lot of broken up vegetables, and it's, and then it's it's really, you know, pretty, yeah, syrupy in there like that. So then that would be the mixture. But that the floating vegetables in the soup, not really much, unless they're very very finely cut, um, wouldn't really be a, a mixture. That seems to be the way they take it. So over here also, you'd have to know. Um, Two, ze- two olives floating in a jar, we saw this earlier, would probably not be a mixture. If you have a lot of olives, and then there's liquid that's like, you know, in, you know so then already, then it becomes like how n- s- distinct they are from one another, maybe becomes a little more uh, unclear. So that would, that, that would be more this case, I what think, that he's talking rice about. in a soup? I mean, there's a lot of rice and a lot of soup. That yeah, I would say that that would probably hit mixture point because so you shouldn't like strain the the, the soup out of out of that. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Kan kan This is something more um, more readily uh, normal uh, for us. So if you have a pitcher, so you buy some sort of plastic rubber-made pitcher, and in the lid of the pitcher, so the, you know, usually has two sides, one side just lets it all flow, and then the other side has the, you know, couple of things going down, and it's supposed to hold back the ice cubes. You can think about that, that, Straining part of the you know end of the of, of of the pouring thing of the spout as being just like the chazanisha's thing, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely similar to that. Um, that there is you know you could look at that both ways. It's intended for immediate use. Right, right. He says amnam afladasa osrim even according to those that aser ain less or elabematzav sheakubiot hakerach mugdaros kumurevos b'mayim. So again, he's like, that's that's to me is also very interesting. It's like really if you mixed. have ice cubes in there, right? So we do a lot of times see that it's pretty mixed. You also there's also a difference. I would say this is Mameko because <clears throat> you don't want the tea leaves in your cup. But if the ice goes into your cup with water, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, mm-hmm. some people. <laughs> I think the point is you <laughs> keep the ice in the pitcher because it keeps the water cold. Hmm. Hmm. You're making it worse. <laughs> because now you now now you've just made it 
Now you've just you really made it that you really want. You really want. The tea leaves in the in the tune to keep the tea flavor there. I don't know if the, I see. I'm not sure about that. You just don't want them in your. Tea. I think you just don't want them in your tea. I think that the tea's made. Because the ice cubes, when they when they continue to hang out in that pitcher, it makes it colder. It waters it down also. Okay, right. Yeah, it dilutes the water. Right, it dilutes it dilutes the water. Very good. <laughs> right, if it's water, then you got trouble. Right, right. Um, but look what he says here. So he says, however, so it depends how what what the ice cube situation is like. Um, if they are big, distinct ice cubes, mistavrish then I wouldn't consider that a taruvis. But once they've melted a little bit, so very, very vague definition of, of when it hits which part. Yeah, um, but, but, okay, I, I could hear that, that like large ice cubes are very distinct from the lukut, so as soon, if they are going straight from the ice tray into the pitcher and then you're pouring right away, then I could hear that that, okay, those are very distinct, therefore it's not considered a borer situation. But as soon as they start to reduce in size, and really then, then often you can't even see them as they're, as they're going, you know, back and forth, so then that would already become a taruvus. Okay. Brera bakafo bamazlik. So this, this enters a big, um, big discussion point also in the realm of borer bakli. One is allowed to take out of a mixture the thing that you want to eat right away. Even if you take it with a spoon or a fork, that is not considered doing boer with a kli, even though you are separating something with a kli. So it is separating something with a kli that is not boer bakli. Because it's not really holding back the other thing. It's taking what you want. But taking what you want for later use is not allowed. Okay, I understand. Right? But, and also, anytime, even taking what you want, you are not allowed to use a kli that is designed for boer. This kli is not meant for that. Why? The fork is meant to hold the spaghetti in the mouth. Like the, like, it's not meant for... Scooping out stuff out of soup. And that could be why it's allowed. So let's hang on. Let's see. Okay, so Tzari Ches. Hatam Mishum to have the Kiyoda Arichta. The reason is because we consider a fork and a spoon to be an elongated hand. And it's not considered to be a Kli that helps borer, that, that, that is designed for, design, well, I don't even see like designed for, he's not using the term designed for here, it, and again, because it doesn't matter if it's designed for it, yeah. it's not considered, right, a kli that is helping you separate, mm-hmm. it's not helping you separate, the, so now your thing with the fork, right, so, you know, the first guy that discovered the fork, or that made up the fork, I'm sure that everybody was laughing at him and saying, what, do you have a fork? Look at me. I got ten forks. Right? Look at that. Right? Spoon fork. Right? So, so like, th- there was the, the, the point of it, 
definitely wasn't to separate things, I imagine. It was more having to do with keeping your hands clean, cleanliness, that kind of stuff. So what it's saying is is the, the, the general use of the fork and the spoon is just to give yourself a longer hand and to be able to, you know, we can spear things necessarily, keep your hands cleaner, <laughs> uh, keep the food healthier. And um, now there, there, there can be certain, with certain things, it is definitely helpful in our ability, like how soup, right? So yes, you can drink soup like this, right? But the spoon definitely helps helps you out, right? There's an element here of elegance. I mean, a shulchan melech, you don't give it your hands. Like, you know, you have utensils. I mean, that, that's, what, that's what people do. Like, we're not animals. <laughs> <laughs> At one point we were, apparently, in that way. <laughs> I don't remember the Sukkot. Mark talks about this. Like, Martin, one second. You don't know when, when, who discovered the fork? Well, it's in the Mishkan. It's in the Mishkan. They said you have to use them. Did they use them to eat? No. They used them for like, doing the Rota. Yeah. You, you go from there to, to Shulchan. Oh, yeah. Mishkan Shiloh. I think they were using, the Kohani were using forks to get a lot of meat out of <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. They really should have been... <laughs> oh, grabbing the extra... Uh, <laughs> it's a weapon, too. Right. Um, if you want, like, in terms of history, I think, like, in these medieval castles and whatnot, that's what they did. Yeah. Okay. But the history goes further than that. <laughs> I mean, before right. that. Yeah, but I have heard that people, like... I don't know if it's true, but that they like the, the, the feel of, of eating with their, with their hands. So it might have been like more of an aristocratic thing originally. The more, the, you know, like... Well, let me ask you, like when, when, when people uh, try to get in touch with their inner caveman and, and, and they have, and they eat ribs and things like that, don't they, don't they give it to you without... Like, don't they say, like, just pick it up it, and it gnaw it off the bone? Mm-hmm. Right? Explain to me the difference in morals and manners. It has to do with whether anyone else is watching. <laughs> <laughs> manners is what you do when your mother is there. Like, when you're alone, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. But morals matter even if you're Very good. I love that. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, okay. So that's how he's right now looking at a spoon and a fork. So let's see. Hine, Ayin Mishnah Brewer, Simon Shinya Tess, Sivkat and Samach Vav, Shehevi Tosefta, Tumutur Lechavitz, Maise Kedera Velecho. You can be, do chibutz on a Maise Kedera, which is like an oatmealish type of thing, and eat it. Upir Shemishnah Brewer, the Hakavana, Shemutur Lehafrid Bekaf, Michael Ova Meharotev, Mishum de Derech Achilu Bekach. So apparently there's like this clumpy porridge of some sort. And you can use a spoon to take the thicker parts of it in order to eat it. That's a mutter move on Shabbos. So v'lechorot zarachian to leelsev katan samach beis kasev mishabura to asa lekachas es hashamenet hatzafa al gabi hachalav bekaf. So the mishabura earlier says that one is not allowed to take the cream that is floating on top of the milk with a spoon. Unless you take some milk with it. But you can't do the, the proper skim. You can't make it skim milk. Skimmed milk. Even if you plan to eat that cream right away, because that's bore So we have a stira 
in the Mishnah A spoon in one context is being looked at as a cleave for Brera, and in another context it's being looked at as go ahead and use it. Is it because you're improving the milk over there? And that's like you want refined milk? Was he actually eating the, the, the orange? Um, hang on. Not bad. Okay. So Rav Moshe is the one who lays down this, right? If it's a manner's use, so then then it's, there's no burr going on. Right? Okay. No, what? no one's going to eat porridge with their hands? Well, not in front of you. The <laughs> <laughs> question then is, do you judge someone for their manners the way you do for their morals? That's also part of the question, right? <laughs> so, if you're skimming cream off of milk, you don't have a good way of doing that with your fingers. And, but on the other hand, apparently, taking these clumpy parts of the porridge is something that you could just scoop it with your fingers and get it. And get it. So this act of the skimming, so the kli is making the burr better, which is kind of what you said before, Martin, that like, there is, you are helping the milk, or helping the cream, depending on which side you're on of that, but the, using the spoon is the way to um, truly cut between the two. Because you can't do it with your hand. Right? It's, I it can't imagine it would be impossible. Right. So, mm. so he, now he's taking a step back. And we, we haven't seen this yet, but we're going to see that there's, you know, the, most Aser using... Do people here use peelers on Shabbos? Is that like a thing here? There are certain individuals, and I know one of them, personally, who said that he heard from Rav Moshe that you could use a peeler on Shabbos. Hmm. Okay. Others say that they never heard that from Rav Moshe. But, um, but again, saying I never heard that when someone else was, had a different conversation, right, doesn't mean anything. But so that, there, there are those out there that will use peelers on Shabbos. And you can ask them, you know, you heard it from, so like, they may have heard that from Moshe or heard that from somebody who heard that. But the, the, the typical mahalach with peelers is that you don't use a peeler if you need to peel a cucumber. You do not use a peeler, you use a knife. And the idea being that like a peeler is something that's miyuchot for borer and a knife is just, okay, you're doing, you're taking off, good luck, right? Like you're not, you know, it's not going to go as well. You're going to lose more cucumber than if you use a peeler. And that's why it's okay. Okay, that's the general. We'll get, we're going to get to that soon. But according to Rav Moshe's approach, that the reason you're allowed to use kalim is if they are just convenient or clean replacements for, ha- for your hand. How does that work? I cannot use my hands to get the peel off of a cucumber effectively. I mean, fingernails, I don't know how that would work. But the, so a, as much as you want to say a knife is not a, as good as a peeler, but it's definitely better than your hand. So within this realm of thinking, within this way of thinking, 
How exactly does that work? So why is one allowed to um, uh, peel them right before eating? The sakin is helpful for the boer. To say that the knife isn't any more useful or helpful than a hand, it's a hard sell. Yeah, it's a hard sell. Right? Somebody who's good with a knife, um, they'll be able to, to do a pretty good job of peeling with, right. it, with that. Okay. So that's just a side point. So, Rav Moshe, so again, Rav Moshe's approach was that, or is that if you can do it with your hand and you're just using the clee for whatever utilitarian purpose that you want to use the clee instead, that's not borubikli. That, that, that's not in the parsha, And that's, the, that's how he answers this theory in the Mishnaburah. Maybe he's looking at peeling you know, a lot of dark, uh, for a cucumber. You could peel an orange with your hand. So as long as you can peel something, we'll let you peel other things with a clip. Then why can't you use a peeler? He says you can. Ramosha says you can. No, no, no. The, the norm is that Ramosha says you can't. Like, that's the norm way of looking at it. He doesn't talk about it anywhere in, in writing. But the, the assumption is that he held you can't. But he did help. But, but it's clear. In the Mishnah, it's clear that you can use a knife to peel vegetables. So how would this, so if, if you're trying to work out the Mishdubura, how would this, how would this fit? How does this logic of things fit? Now it could be that you could just go in a totally different direction and you can say... You're taking off some of the stuff with the peel. Exactly. So I, who says, I'll tell you, a peeler takes off the peel. So if you have, uh, you know, another you know, nanometer of, of, uh, of cucumber coming off with the peel, then guess what? Now you have what would normally be edible cucumber that is now on the other side, right, getting taken off. That's a different, that's a different question. That's a different question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We'll, we'll get to that. So cucumbers, um, carrots, sure. technically, mm-hmm. right? It's just the dirt pr- problem, yeah. right? Um, some people peel apples, right? Oh. Apples, apples is where the big discussion is in the is in the realm of apples because that's that's where really. But nowadays, I think cucumbers. I think you're right that cucumbers are much more. Um, it's like a thing to like almost have it with its like peel on, There's or English they have cucumbers. They right. Say you can, you can eat them. You can eat them. Right. 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 Pickle, pickle itself. Right. 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 Pickle. Right. Exactly. Right. So he says, okay, so therefore he wants to say something else. The removal of the thick um, food from the rotev, from the liquid, even with a spoon, Yeshalehashem. 
Okay. Uh, the last word was. Shame. Yeshaleha shame. Shall derech achila. Right? It's considered derech achila. So when I'm using a spoon to do something, and I'm taking a clump of porridge that I want to eat, that's derech achila. This is, even if at this moment I am doing this separation between the cream and the milk because I want to have that cream right now, stick that cream directly into my coffee, eat that cream right now, even if that is what I am doing, the act of removing cream from the top of milk is a preparatory act that people would do. In, it, it is a choshev act in the creation of, I'd have a, my bottle of milk, I'd have my, whatever you keep, uh, you know, the, the cream in, right? I have those two things. And that's like, you know, so you get the milk from the milkman, you, you do that, and you know. So it's a preparatory act. It's not normally a derech achila type of act. So therefore he says, So this is a choshev act in its own right that they would do as part of the process of the creation, preparation of chalav, of milk, and, the, and cream. So as soon as you stick your spoon to do with that, it's now called Even if it happens to be that your intent in this moment is to eat it right away, no, 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 no. That is an act of borer that you just happen to be interested in eating right now. So he says, take it. So let's just read one more line over here. So he wants to say, so the Shartzion, where the Mishnah is commenting on himself, he says, So in, in the context of taking the, the, um, the, the cream off, he says, It's in this thing. So in other words, like in this um, relationship between milk and cream, this is an act of bower. So this is taking, it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's an approach that kind of takes you away from the nitty-gritty of, in this moment, am I doing a derech achila or not? And it takes a step back and it says, no, no, no. We have to look at this bichlal, like in general, and say, would this normally be an act of achila or would this normally be an act of, um, you know, some sort of food preparation, food storage uh, activity? And then, if you're using a kli in... The, uh, in an act that can often or normally be achila, go ahead and do it. But if you're using a kli in the context of something that would be um, normally a storage thing, then it's borub kli. So it's a fascinating... So let's say I would, right now, I would go and I would take some shamanet, I would take some of the cream off of the top of the milk with my finger. That would be mutter. Why? Because I am eating it. And to eat it, right? And, I, and that would be mutter because I'm eating it. So what he's saying is that the way we're going to define your use of the kli is going to be based on 
the, the, the general way, the general approach that one would have to this activity. So it's like an interesting you know, di difference over here. When we say the same thing for tea, though, I mean, I, like all the discussion on tea, like that's the no normal separation of right. leaves from water. And so why... Uh, but it is usually done b'derech achilo. Okay. Right. Right. You'd have to find some sort of process that was not a normal derech achilo okay. process. And okay. So okay. To, both the milk and cream and the porridge cases, though, you're going to eat the whole thing. You're just sitting there with a spoon and doing it in a certain order, it sounds like. No, the milk and cream, I don't think you're, you're eating the whole thing. I think that you are using the cream right now. Taking the cream and putting it on the coffee, something like that? Yeah. So if you were, you just had milk and cream, just taking the cream in its mouth, it would still be okay. It seems not, because why are you separating? Because you're, you know, you're saying to exclusively eat cream, so like, and I'm leaving the milk I, I behind. No, why are you eating the big parts of porridge first? People don't like the lumpy parts, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I hear what's bothering you. That that like you we're 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 almost like not allowing the derech achila to to, to kick in over here. Cream of wheat, like right, and put the chocolate bits in, like melt them on. They'll eat that first. Like they'll eat every bite with the chocolate until there's not chocolate left, and then right. Then it's the cereal, and well, the chocolate's gone. Right. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> that's, that's a question. You got to bury a couple at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Now. <clears throat> Now, the idea that, oh, why don't we consider this because you're using the spoon in order to take the, the cream from on top of the milk. So that means that the spoon is really helping. In, in other words, if, in your case, if you wanted the cream and you're using a spoon, and you wouldn't be so signed, you know, you wouldn't be so careful. You just like take a scoop, and be willing to take a little milk with it. Well, any, I mean, anyway, that would kind of kill the whole burr uh, thingy of it. But, but then, then, that's I guess more. Really right. Then you're not skimming. Right. 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 Um, but so, but now he wants to get back to the ach. So the act of skimming is something that is, and this is a thing. People do skimming, and they do skimming as an act of preparation of milk and cream. That's how things work. But, um, however, when it comes to peeling an apple or a cucumber, that does not have the importance or the, the, the it doesn't look like and it has a shame of and therefore then that would become like my sounds worse. You take the cream, you're taking good from good. You're gonna, you want the well, no. Right now, it's, the assumption is that right now in this moment you don't want the milk. Well, then they're taking good from bad. Right. But the peel, you're taking bad from good. You're throwing it away. But you're allowed to do that. In the, in the context of peeling, which is coming up, next thing, 
right? In the context of peeling, we're going to see that that's allowed to take the bad from good, because even it's because it's derech achila. Right. So, so yeah, that that's gonna we'll get there. But but what he wants to say is that almost like the 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 skimming case is the unique case of a situation where you that really is a preparatory act that is or or an act of storage an act of an act of 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 making the milk and the cream um you know b- dividing them up properly and appropriately and that has nothing to do with achila and just the idea that right now you're going to go and stick your derech achila thing into it that is not we are not going to buy into that as far as allowing you to use a cleave for that and saying it's a cleave that's being used to derech achila However, when it comes to a knife, yes, a knife is much more effective than your hands, but the knife being used to peel a fruit or to peel a cucumber, that is not something that looks like, oh, this is, you, oh, he's, you got a cucumber and a knife. Looks like an act of, uh, you know, storage is going on. Looks like an act of, of, uh, of preparation. Of, no, this is, that, that's like, that, that, that's how, you know, that's how we eat stuff, and, and therefore that would be okay. All right, I'll step over here.